Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm really excited because today is different. We're going to be talking to Joe Beers. He's the president and CEO of Integrity Outsource LLC. And today is all about being political as a leader of the PEO world. So this is going to be different. I mean, typically we're talking about how to sell or how to save time or money or hiring people. But today, this conversation is how to get political with Joe. Joe, thanks for being here today. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I never thought of myself as the political guy, but okay. Well, I mean, you've done something this different. I mean, here's the thing. In Arizona, which is where your headquarters, uh, you're the, you basically is, have passed two pieces of legislation in Arizona's history. It's never been done before. And you were the guy that did it. So we're definitely going to focus on that. We're definitely going to talk about how you can raise your stature as a leader in the industry, a business leader. But before we do that, we want to hear about uh, new Joe, like the Joe, the entrepreneurial journey. Like how'd you get started? Tell us a little bit about your company and, and you know, the, the founding story. Okay. Well, I started in the industry in 1996 at a startup and we, we took that company from uh, no experience in a startup to number one in Arizona in two and a half years. Nice. And it was, it was really a sales machine. We ended up being either the largest or one of the top two largest privately held in the country within seven years. And it was quite a, quite a rocket ship ride. Um, and it was all about sales, all about the next deal, all about growth, all about numbers. And um, that really isn't how I'm wired so much. So it was nice to start my own with a little different business model, same industry, but completely different business model. Well, I, I want to talk about that, that rocket ship going, I mean, going from zero to one of the largest in the nation, there's some positivity in that. I mean, that, that might be something that other PEOs might want to hear. What'd you learn as you know, working with that organization? Well, we, we track metrics very carefully. And when we started the industry in 96, the, the normal close time from a how do you do to a closed deal was probably about 90 days for a client. Yep. Our, our median close time was seven days and we closed 25% of our business within 24 hours of meeting someone and 70% of it within 30 days. And so it was just, it was completely different than most people were accustomed to. And what we, it was, the advantage we had is that we weren't from the industry and we just questioned everything. So every step we looked at and said, why are we doing that? Why are we giving somebody a proposal and then a contract? Why aren't we just, why isn't the contract the proposal? That cut a week out of the process. Um, and, and we just did a lot of upfront research on companies before we walked in the door. So we knew what they're paying. And this stuff is all commonplace now, but 20 years ago, it wasn't. Um, yeah. When we walked in the door, we knew what their pain points were and we had solutions for them. And the, the philosophy was, you're probably only going to get to meet with that business owner once because yeah. he's not going to meet two or three times about HR and payroll. And, and, mm -hmm. and so get him, you better bring something for him to say yes to that first meeting. And, and then it gets dished to his subordinates to implement. So we learned yeah. very early on, get the yes and then figure it out. So I, I, a different way to look at it is there's probably a hundred things that happen between how do you do? And here's your first payroll. We just right. tried to get the, get the yes at number three where we saw people, uh, in our industry, going through all kinds of underwriting and questions and fact finding and getting the yes at about 70 and everybody's worn out before you ever start the relationship. Right. So it, it, that just worked for that particular model. I love it. I love it. And do you now currently use those same sales tactics in your current business? 
We, we do, we're a little bit more careful about who we do business with. And so our sales is a little bit slower um, that, I, you know, this sounds terrible, but the, the phrase at the old shop was throw another one on the pile. You know, we'd have, we'd have five clients and one would be good and one would be bad. And three, we'd just find out later. And, and that's just not the way we do things in integrity outsource. We're, we're very careful about who we're doing business with and, and life's too short. We want to do business with people we like and that like us and that have really align with our values. Right. One of the things that I love was your value proposition. We were talking about that earlier. Um, share with the audience your unique value proposition for, for businesses in Arizona. Well, I don't know if it's, this is unique or not, but, but what we tell people, and, and I wholeheartedly believe this, we guarantee you that we will take paper off your desk and put time on your watch every single time. And if you use that time on your watch to go sell one more widget, whatever your widget is, we'll pay for ourselves. And if you don't feel that's true, you can quit anytime you want, no questions asked, no strings attached. So what that does is it makes it, the, one of the hardest things for, for a, a prospective client to do is to say yes and to try this, because it's yep. different. And, it, and the psychological part is that at some level, a business owner has to say to themselves, hmm, maybe there's a better way to do this. Sometimes that's a big ego pill to swallow. So we right. try and make it really easy to go, look, it's easy to get into, but more importantly, if you don't like it, it's easy to get out of. So you're not mm -hmm. stuck. You're not paying a big cancellation fee. You're not locked into a one-year deal or a five-year deal. We're as good as the last payroll we did for you. And we usually put it in, the, in, in whatever their business is. So if they're, a, you know, if they're a dentist, we say if somebody comes in and has a bad experience, they don't pull out their you know, cavity grievance form and, 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 and file a complaint. They just don't come back. And, right. and that's the way we look at it. It's like, we're as good as the last payroll we ran for you. The last task we, we completed for you. So yeah, we're, we're aligned there. I, I always tell people, cause we're in the outsourcing world. We, we help businesses find talent. And I always tell people we're as good as our, our, our clients are basically voting every two weeks with their credit card, you know, yep. whether or not we're good and that's it. Um, okay. So one of the things that we we talked about is you like in, uh, the, you know, your business to a little bit of like, you're the garbage guy. And I want, I want to understand that. And I, I, I like that conversation because it's, again, it's just different. Well, we, we do employment administration. So we do all the mundane tasks that everyone's required to do, but nobody makes money doing and very few people, if anybody likes it. And so I, I liken it to being the garbage collection of, of employment or garbage collection of business you don't get in your car and drive to the dump at the end of every week and take your office trash, your home trash and throw it away. You pay a fee to the city or to waste management to come haul it off. Well, yeah. you do that because one, you don't want to waste your time doing that. And secondly, because you don't make any money doing that. And in the employment world and the business world, we're just exactly the same. We take stuff out of your way so that you can go do stuff that makes you money or even just frees up time. Um, the other thing we do, which, which is a little bit different, um, way to look at it is I say we sell sleep at night. You know, mm -hmm. what do you provide? We, we provide sleep at night. You go to sleep at night knowing, you know what? I know I hear this stuff on the news about HR laws changing or there's a new minimum wage or there just might be something coming down the pike. You don't have to worry about it because we have people that just bird dog that stuff all day long. And so you go to sleep at night knowing, you know what? If there's changes, they got it handled. I don't have to worry about it. Yep. I love it. Okay. We're going to dive into our main topic now. Um, and I asked Joe prior to the show, if he could go back to, uh, you know, 
what I call baby Joe or brand new Joe, because you've been able to pass legislation in your state, which is unusual. It's just not something very many people have ever done, if ever. I think probably the people in Florida had some uh, luck at it, but other than those guys, you know, I don't know. So I'd love to hear about that story, how you've grown up and what, uh, and, and give people tips and tricks and a way to, you know, duplicate that process in their own state. Well, the, the real, real younger Joe was a much better golfer than that. Okay. Than good, that. good, good. Um, but what, what happened was we, uh, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, but I became leadership chair of Arizona because nobody else would do it. And so that's kind of why I'm, I'm here. Um, but we, we needed to do a uh, federal piece of legislation, which we tried and tried. In fact, I got J.D. Hayworth to sponsor it many times, and we just could never get it through on the federal level. So NAPIO changed directions and went state by state back in the, in the 90s and early 2000s. And yep. so we, we had a model registration act that we were trying to get through. And, and so it was kind of my responsibility to do that. Well, we needed a lobbyist and, and a, actually a, a guy in my men's Bible study said, would you come talk to our firm? And I said, sure. And I walked in and there's probably, he's one of the top three lobbyists in the, in the state happened to be there. And I'm like, I, I couldn't, quite frankly, I'm like, why am I meeting with Michael? I mean, this is like, <laughs> we're just a little fledgling nothing industry with no money. Right. And he sat me down in a conference room and he said, I love your industry. I know what you guys do. I want to represent you. I'll do it for anything. I don't even care if I get paid. I just believe in what you do. So we got aligned very quickly with, through a relationship um, with a really good lobbyist. And so he knew what it was going to take and it was going to take a couple of years just to build the relationship. So he started making introductions to me and, you know, you know, I bring up the golf because he would plug me into all these uh, golf tournaments where legislators were at and he would pair me with the right people. So, you know, a great example was the, um, the majority leader of the house um, was a lawyer and, and, a, and a good golfer. And so we were playing a tournament together and we got to talking and he made a comment that his law school roommate at University of Arizona had been on the golf team. And I went to the University of Arizona and I said, oh, who is it? And he told me the name and I go, oh, we're, we're friends. And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, right. I hear that a lot. And about three days later, my lobbyist called me and said, hey, uh, the representative, he checked up on you and yeah, he confirmed that you guys are good friends and you are now golden in that guy's eyes because most people puff. So anyways, it just, I mean, the moral of the story is relationship building, telling the truth and, and being willing to just tell it like it is. I mean, we did some things uh, in, in the legislation that were not to our company's advantage that would, that, that, that we could have ramrodded it down everybody's throat, but we didn't do that. We did kind of what was right for, for the majority of the people doing business in the, in the industry. So, um, you know, relationship building, showing up, telling the truth. And quite frankly, you have to make some political donations in Arizona. They're pretty small, but you got to show up to the functions and, and get to know people where they know you and trust just like anything else. Well, what I'm, what I think I'm, I'm a big linear guy. So what I heard was you had, you had a lobbyist who, yes. you know, was on the team. You had a national organization who had a, bill, the bills kind of guts and the basics, you know, in there, then you had a very clear understanding of why it was important that this bill got passed. 
and what it was going to do for small business, small and medium sized business. And I think those are, those are big keys. And then you leveraged your, your relationships to have the ears and get in front of the right people. And I think that's, you know, what, what else in, in your mind made that work? Well, I will tell you that the national organization has grown and improved from a, from a, talent standpoint dramatically over the last 15 years as well. The, the team that uh, Napio has in place is just amazing. And mm-hmm. when you combine that with the in-house government lawyers of some of the bigger firms in our industry, there's a ton of talent at the table that there didn't used to be. So, right. I mean, I felt like we were kind of like the, you know, J- you know, John Q citizen going down to the state house to get a bill passed. Whereas right. now we got professionals coming in that really can usher in the way. So um, anyways, that, that, that was a big part of it. What, um, like, what was the process of actually getting a bill in front of, I mean, besides the golfing and, and the other stuff, like, what was it like to be the poster child for this bill? Well, we identified somebody in the Senate and somebody in the house who would sponsor it. We then yep. went in and sat down with them and walked them through why it was important. Yep. Um, then we had to go, uh, testify in front of both the Senate and the house subcommittees on the bill. And, and one of the questions came up from one of the Senate uh, finance committee members, you know, what, what problem are you trying to solve here? And, and the response was, we're not trying to solve any problem. It's, we handle hundreds of millions of dollars and we think maybe the state or somebody ought to know who we are and how to get a hold of us because right now there is zero regulation in our industry and we're not looking for heavy red regulation. We were doing a registration bill at the time. We just think maybe with the, with the amount of fiduciary we have, you probably ought to want to know who we are. And, and that was good enough for them to, to move it along. What, what was the, know, one, one last thing, one of the real victories we had in that, and the governor at the time was Janet Napolitano, who was a, uh, yeah. a Democrat. And she, uh, she, I think still holds the record for videoing the most bills in the history of Arizona. Right. Both bills we got passed and signed were her as governor. So not only, you know, were they Republican bills, but we also got them signed by a very veto uh, minded democratic governor, uh, mm. quite frankly, because they were the right thing to do. When you looked at them, they made sense. Yeah. Make, makes sense. What is, um, what was the process of preparing like for that when you testify in front of, you know, the Senate or the house or you lobby, you know, the governor, like what did you personally have to prepare for, um, in order to make those things go right? Well, I mean, everybody's wired differently. For me, I, I'm an objective guy. I'm not really a process guy. Mine is what is the objective? And, and so, for, for instance, in public speaking or getting ready for a, a deposition or a, or a testimony in front of the House or Senate, I, I just try and key in on two or three of the key things that we're trying to accomplish. Right. And usually about any question that's asked will, will relate to one of those three things. And, and I can keep three things in my head pretty clear. And, and so that's, it's just easy not to get in the weeds. So Got that's it. the way I prepare mainly is just what are the three things I want to convey. Right. And then keep it simple, not, not overcomplicated. No, right. Exactly. It's because it really isn't that complicated. What we do is complicated, but the end result is, is pretty, pretty simple. Hmm. What having gone through that process, um, you, it's put you in some circles that you might not have been in prior to that. Sure. What has changed you? about that? What, what does it mean to be able to call, you know, these folks that you've created relationships with and also be the trusted advisor 
of the industry in your space, in your state? What has that done for you? And, 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 and what have you had to do to maintain that, those relationships? Well, I think that one of the things it's done for me is it just makes you realize that every single person is just another human being sitting in the computer trying to do the best job they can. Right. And so, um, and we shared earlier, um, one of my friends uh, passed away a few weeks ago. We had his memorial service Friday, and he used yep. to be president of the state senate. And I was asked to do a part of his service, and it was it was pretty neat to see former governors walking in the room to, to pay tribute to to this guy, and and I already have a connection with them because I'm not a political guy. I'm just a guy running a business down the street. Um, right. So one thing it did is it just made me realize, you know, most most legislators um, or regulators you know, you just got to put yourself in their chair. They're just trying to get to the job, doing the best job they can. And right. when you approach it that way, it usually works pretty well. And it's just given me a lot of confidence in, in anything we go into that it's just, you know, it's just life. We're all living the same deal here. Just show up. Model in life is show up, tell the truth and see what happens. And, and it, it serves me pretty well. That's cool. And are you doing anything to maintain those relationships now? Like, and, and how has it helped your business in the past? Um, we do a little bit to, to, to do it. Arizona is not really on the, uh, on the front burner for legislative efforts in the NAPO world. Um, yep. I think if I, if I was a squeakier wheel, we, we maybe could be, but Arizona is a very business friendly state and we have a very business friendly governor uh, and a business friendly legislature right now. So generally the resources for NAPO will go into where we've got hot spots um, as opposed to opportunities. And um, Arizona is an opportunity to get some good things done, but it's not high enough on the list. So haven't spent a whole bunch of time keeping those relationships up other than just making sure on a, on a personal professional level that they know who I am and, I, and I'm around. So. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, Joe, thanks for being here today. This has been awesome. What, um, how would you like to end? Like what advice would you give other PEOs in this space about this topic? Oh, I think it's, I think it's just really simple. I think if you're looking at the, at the landscape of the industry, as opposed to your own personal business uh, interests, it, it, it works out well. Our industry is very cooperative for the most part and yep. all boats rise. I mean, we've got a market penetration of less than 15% as an industry. So all boats rise as we all do well. So anything that we're doing to further that cause uh, helps. So, you know, my advice is get to know your legislators and just, quite frankly, just do the right thing, do your business, you know, pay your bills and, and, and do the right thing. And it all kinds of works out. Um, the single best lobbyist in the world is a happy business owner. And we've yeah. got literally thousands of happy business owners in every jurisdiction that a PEO operates in. And that's, that's clearly the biggest grassroots you could ever, you could ever ask for. There you go. All right. Joe Beers, president and CEO of Integrity Outsourced LLC. Thank you again for being here. Really had a great, great talk. Appreciate it.